After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Thank you, Evan. Today's guest is BJ Kobayashi, President and CEO of the Kobayashi Group, a boutique real estate development firm. Current developments include 375 home Kukio Golf and Beach Club, 248-unit Hokuo High-Rise, and 205-unit St. Regis at Wailea. BJ is a co-founder of the Gift Foundation of Hawaii, trustee of the Nature Conservancy, and board member of Ahahui Koa Anui Nui. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, BJ Kobayashi. Thanks for being here, BJ. You're welcome. Thank you. So you have a law degree from Georgetown. How did you get started in real estate development? You know, I've been around real estate, construction development my whole life. When I was... First of all, my grandfather started Albert C. Kobayashi, Inc., which is one of the largest construction companies here in Hawaii. So from the, from the time I was a little kid, I've always been around it. My first job was a laborer at the Moana Hotel, that last big renovation they did. And so I've always just been around real estate. And I'm one of those kids where, one of the rare kids where I always knew that I wanted to be a real estate developer, investor. There was never a question in my mind as to what I wanted to do. So although I went to law school and I still use a law degree, law degree to this day to my benefit in real estate, I never did plan on practicing law per se. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my, st- my, my, my start in real estate through birth. Did you actually practice law for a while or you went straight into I went straight into literally the day after I graduated from Georgetown Law Center. The day ne- next day I was in the office at 3 o'clock working in real estate deals. <laughs> what was it that attracted you to the job? Well, first of all, Kobayashi Group, you know, again, it's a family company. Mm-hmm. So my brother, who was out of school a year before me, was already there. My brother and uncles, were, my dad and uncles were already there. So really, my last name entitled me to the, to the position and to, the, to this job. So mm-hmm. it's not like I found it or I sourced it myself. Mm-hmm. So what attracted me was basically that it was a family business, and I've always wanted to be in development. Did you have a hard time proving yourself? I mean, with the staff there, do they think that, oh, this is boss's son coming in and absolutely that was my biggest problem uh, my one of my biggest challenges starting out when i was just 20 25 26 years old was my age and the market well, first of all the market was very wasn't a very good market for real estate what year was that it was 96 okay so the mid 90s the 90s in general were, were not good for hawaii as you can remember and the late 90s were even worse so for the first four or five years it was a real struggle for me but more importantly the age factor was a big detriment i mean because i was given a high position and people felt like and it was true that i didn't really earn it i, I didn't have the credibility experience how'd you get by that how did you prove to them that you were qualified for this I proved it. I proved it over the years, um, and b- mainly through not relying on my dad and his brothers and their reputation in the in the business world. I really took on the challenges myself, went to the meetings myself, and sourced deals by myself, and didn't ask for help or, or assistance. And my brother and sister do the same thing. So you started creating rain. You brought in you brought in projects. Yeah, that's my job. My job is to create revenue and profit for the company. Yeah. And was your father super excited about you joining the company, or he was? He was. Yeah, he was. He was very. My, he always wanted to have my brother and sister and I all be in the real estate business with him, and um, but he never wanted to be involved day to day, and he really isn't. I mean, 100% of the company is owned by 
myself, my two siblings, and my partner, Kathy Inoue, who's a tremendous talent as well. And so he got, gives sort of an ambassadorial feel to the company and provides guidance. But as far as running the day-to-day, it's, it's us four that run it. And growing up, do you feel that he prepared you for the position? I mean, you went right in right after you're finished with law school. Oh, I mean, absolutely. My, my parents are the absolute best parents in the world. I mean, I had every head start you could imagine, you know, Punahou, the right schools, the right, uh, right education, the right, the right jobs in the summertime. So it prepared my life prepared me perfectly for what I'm doing right now. So what was the most important thing you think you learned from your father? Oh, there's a lot. If I had to choose the most important thing... Or just take I, the top three. Top three, okay. I guess in um, ascending order, I guess number three would be to be a man of your word, which is it's just as important as number one. But he's, he, he really emphasizes to me that when you make a deal or have an agreement, even if it's not in writing, that you should honor it. And I think that's very important. And we only work with people that have that sort of mentality towards business. I guess number two, going up the line, would be you know that you need to be you need to incentivize people that work with you that they have to have an ongoing interest in what you're doing. And number one that he's always taught me was to be a big risk taker. So if you do something, do it big. You know, do it to the best of your ability. Try your best. Even if you fail, you know you give it your best shot. But he's always emphasized risk taking for for all of us. So how do you manage that risk then? I mean, how do you determine what risks you're going to take? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, when I first began the business, one of the things that I realized was that there was a lot of risk exposure in all, all of our projects because it was the Kobayashi's and the Kobayashi's alone that were guaranteeing the loans and putting in all the equity. So what, how I added value, one of the ways I added value in the company was I was able to attract outside capital, a deeper pockets than us basically, to take majority of the equity and recourse risk in our projects. So that's something I'm very proud of to be able to ma- manage that risk better because it, and things will turn eventually in this most market you you don't want to ha- be holding the bag by yourself so we have good partners so what would you give as an example for incentivizing people then do you guys have some unique programs that you have installed and, and that seems to be working or? oh all, all of our partners and and on the employees are, are incentivized through profit sharing we call it the promote structure whereby um, you know the the stakeholders put in their money they invest their money and they should get their money back in a timely fashion with a return and above that return of principal and interest, that there should be some disproportionate sharing of the profits, not based upon ownership. So if an employee has been with us for 10, 15 years, doesn't have the money to put in 10% of the capital, he or she can still get 10% of the profits, you know, should, should he do really well, she do really well, and the, prof- and the project um, does well financially. So how is it working with your brother and sister then? How do you guys determine who, you know, who does what, your roles, and... You know, when it comes down to it, who makes the final decision? The final decision is with is with me, with one caveat. That is that uh, my dad is always there. He's always there, and, and, and we'll bounce things off him. But ultimately, the buck stops with, uh, with myself and my partners. Patrick is primarily in charge of um, asset management. Uh, Alana's in charge of marketing and sales, and I'm in charge of finance, acquisitions, deal structure. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? 
Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is BJ Kobayashi, President and CEO of the Kobayashi Group, a boutique real estate development firm. Can you continue telling us about how the experience is working with your brothers and sisters? Oh, it's, I mean, it's been the best thing to really ever happen to me. I mean, you know, growing up, you know, you get so involved in your activities and sports and stuff, and you really kind of don't get to spend as much time as you'd like to with your siblings. And then having us all come back to Hawaii, my sister last, and be able to work in the same business and create together has been the best thing for me. Um, the only challenge or only potential downside I see is that because it's a family business and a lot of our family dinners or get-togethers, you know, business comes up. And, you know, really it's kind of dis- it's not very it's a disservice to the people that in our family that aren't part of the company. It's it's difficult. Well, I understand. It's the same in our house. How do you guys make sure that you stay, you know, getting along? Because, you know, if you're always around each other, family functions, work functions. Nicole I mean, Kobayashi, my wife. Okay. She is the she's the hammer. If, if she looks at me the wrong way, and she, 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 she can tell when I'm getting too into it, and she puts it, I stop. Is she involved <laughs> in the business also? No, she's not. She's not. Well, she manages me, which is enough. <laughs> so I, I'm interested in how your dad actually gives his um, perspective on this. So if you're in the meetings and you guys are hashing stuff out, what does he silently give some, you know, different scenarios, or he's telling, no, no, that's ridiculous, or you know, how does he do it? My dad doesn't attend meetings. He he doesn't okay. attend any of the project meetings or, or or management meetings or executive committee me- meetings. He puts us on those and, and gives us all the discretion. My dad more like sets the course, which is most important, right? I mean, he'll he'll four or five years ago he he said. You know, we really should look at the resort areas to develop because he saw a trend there. I mean, that's paid huge dividends for our company and for our, our company's employees. So um, he sort of provides, if you will, you know, background direction, but it's the most powerful direction you can get. Can you give him some examples of some of the projects that you guys are working on now? Or some, let's say the largest ones. Uh, you know, your wife mentioned some of them. Um, we're very proud of Hokua, 248-unit uh, high-rise luxury condo, the first one coming up in a long time since Hawaii Tower on Alamona Boulevard, and it's wonderful. We're um, very proud of that. We're doing that in, in partnership with uh, McNaughton Group and A&B Properties. They've been great to work with. We're working on a really, really kind of a nationally famous, project, well-known project on the in, on the Big Island called Kukio Golf and Beach Club, which is a 375 home development with two golf courses and a beach club in North Kona, adjacent to the Four Seasons. And I've been working on that for the past seven years. And the the last one I'd, I'd like to mention um, is Capital Place, which you didn't mention, okay. but um, Capital Place is in the on the corners of Baratania and Queen Emma. It used to be owned by the city and county, and it's currently a parking lot, but we're going to develop a 394-unit uh, luxury condo um, downtown, first one in a long, long time. And so far, the reception in the marketplace has been wonderful. We've got 95% of the units pre-sold. What's involved with developing these large real estate deals? It's There's a lot. It starts with land. Con- well, first of all, it starts with you know, someone like my dad giving directions, saying this is the area we should focus in on, right? Mm-hmm. Then once you've got that, it's really land control. It's getting a good, it's getting, getting an astute, flexible financial partner. And I'm not talking about a bank, mm-hmm. um, an equity partner. It takes a good, sound business plan that's based on market diligence. And last and most important is you need a good market. You can have the best people working for you, great land control, flexible, astute partners, and it will fail because the market's not there for you. So if I could choose any one of those attributes, I would choose a good market. So what do you think about this market then? Because, you know, there's a lot of speculators out there yep. saying that, you know, it's going to go up, it's going to go down, interest rates this and that. What, what do you think? The market's not going down. People are wrong. And anyone that says the market's going to go down in the next year, 18 months, is just flat wrong. 
the market, well, first of all, let me, let me qualify that. The second home market, the investor market, is not going to go down. There's a tremendous, and I'm on the ground floor looking at it every day, there's a tremendous demand for good quality product in, in Hawaii. And Hawaii is a, a very desirable location to buy real estate in. So it won't be going down. If anything, it might flatten a little bit in a couple of years, but it won't be going down a lot. Even with these natural disasters, right, uh, Hurricane Katrina and various things, gas prices going up, you don't see it going down at all? Well, no. I mean, what will happen is it will be a more expensive product because ultimately what will happen is gas prices drive, you know, to some extent we'll see interest rates maybe go up a quarter point every time the Fed meets. We're going to see the cost of materials go up. The cost of building these things, hard costs and labor. In 07, we've got seven different uh, unions going back for negotiation. The cost to build these things will continue to rise. There will be no cost savings over the next five or ten years in Hawaii on, on building product in Hawaii. So ultimately, those costs will be borne by the consumer. Who do you feel you're attracting the most of the locals or the tourists that want to invest in these condos? I think we're. I think among our projects, we're, we're equally marketing to the local resident and to the second home buyer. Not really investor, I would say. I mean, not that there aren't. There are speculators out there, but the majority of our projects are geared towards people that occupy them. And by the way, in, in the outer islands, in Maui and Wailea, where we're doing work, in North Kona, where we're doing three projects, there are people there that have four homes, and they spend three months in every home. Are they and boomers, they, or how old are these people? They're boomers or a bit older than boomers, and then some of them, 20%, are actually my age. Um, so mid-30s. Mid-30s, yeah, early 40s. Internet so. millionaires or what? Yeah, there's some of that. You know, There's a lot of people that have created a lot of wealth in the technology world, but there's a lot of people that are like me that, that made their money in real estate and, and then decided they'd, they'd love to have a place where they can come in the summertime or winter in Hawaii. And those people consider themselves full-time residents of Hawaii. They spend three months a year in Hawaii, but they consider them, themselves full-time residents because the full three months they're there. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monsters so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with BJ Kobayashi, President and CEO of the Kobayashi Group. BJ, can you continue telling us about your opinion of how the market is going? I mean, the market is, is as good. I mean, I, I don't have a tremendous amount of experience here. I've got 10 years under my belt. I, I've talked to people that have got 30, 35 years of experience, and they all tell me that they have not seen a market this strong and so, so broad. When I say broad, I mean you know the diversity of buyers is so much different than it was in the 80s or in, in the 70s. Um, the buyers now are coming from Northern California, from the East Coast, from Colorado, locally, and they're coming now in the past 18 months, really strong in the past six months, from Asia, a renewed interest from, from Asia. China or Japan? Uh, it's it's pre predominantly a Japanese, the, re the resurgence of the Japanese buyer, Korean buyers, and there's, there's, a, there's a pretty strong Chinese, ethnic Chinese buyer in Hawaii now. Uh, looking for value predominantly. But the market's as good as, as good as it's been in a long time, and um, we hope that it uh, continues. 
The market's Sorry. been good and bad since the Kobayashi Group has started. Can you tell us some of the secrets that you have for making it in the good and the bad markets? Okay, in the in the good markets, my opinion, having seen it, my opinion is that talented developers and and not so talented developers can make it in a good market, and you see it now. You know, sort of like the rising tide, all all, all ships or all boats kind of float right with the rising tide. Much what the saying is, but um, in in a in a bad market, I think that's that's more difficult because you have to be able to manage your risks mm-hmm. appro- appropriately. And I kind of touched upon that earlier with having the right partners and being able to change gears. Um, some developers, a lot of probably listeners know about uh, in the eighties and in early nineties, sort of went down the tubes because they just didn't manage their risks, um, you know, appropriately. Mm-hmm. So you can learn from that, though, right? Learn from their mistakes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the lesson is don't put all your eggs in one basket and, you know, don't get too far ahead in the market. Well, let, let's change gears a little bit. I know that you're very involved with the community. I mean, you're on numerous boards, but the one that's really interesting, or they're all interesting, but the one that really has caught our eye in the event that's coming up soon is the Gift Foundation. Can you talk a little bit about that, how it got started, uh, maybe some of the challenges you had to overcome in order to make it work and, and the value that it provides for the community? Sure. I think I, I, think I, I okay, caught sorry, all that. that. Was a lot of, that was <laughs> I, I, I think I caught most of it. Okay, so how we got started. Uh, four years ago, Prescott Stewart, who's no longer here in Hawaii, he used to work for Evan Dobell at the university. Really great guy. Prescott approached me and said, hey, we did this, this, this gift foundation concept in Boston where young people get involved philanthropically giving back to the community. And every year they change the, the venue and they change the recipient. And so um, he asked me, do I think that would be a good concept for Hawaii? I said, absolutely. So we just began, he and I co-founded it, began, and, and I, I guess the, just the two largest- two people initially. Just two of us. Okay. It was Prescott's idea, not my idea. And, and then I'm the one that really sort of put some energy behind getting some people involved in it because I had more of the local sort of, you know, relationships that Prescott didn't have as well-grounded. So we got the right people involved. And we were so fortunate to get people like Gwen Watanabe, Jeff Arce, Jeff Dinsmore, Ken Wei Chong, Dun Dunbar, Lacey Pfeffer. Um, you know, my sister Alana is heavily involved in it. Um, there just are some really, Nedra Manson, Easton's wife, great people involved. And what makes it so special is, is that we, we're just we're just trying to we're trying to be different and we're trying to be fresh and new and the way we run the event you've been to it mm-hmm. it uh, I think achieves that. I don't miss and, that party. You don't miss that party. And also, <laughs> you know, it's it's the kind of board where you know you have all these committees and the committees do the work, the people do the work, and the, you never really see them. This is a working board. Every single person on that board adds value directly, and they do it one of two ways: either they work the event and make the event wonderful and great, or they're on the phones twisting arms and patting backs to get fundraising. Or the third, which well, Nate Smith, by the way, who's just a, an incredible board member. Nate, who heads up sourcing the the grantees for us and working with Kelvin Takeda on being able to find those those uh, those different groups. Um, I mean, just incredible. Every board member adds so much value. What is the over encompassing? You know, what does it do? What does the Gift Foundation do? You guys have a fundraising event, yep. and then you use those funds in order to do what? Okay, we have a fundraising event, and we use those funds specifically to to back or to support or underwrite another 501c3 um, that we select, preferably one that's got maybe a little bit of a younger feel, maybe a little less well known, not the not the Red Cross, you know, not mm-hmm. you know, not the United Way. We're talking about smaller Ma'o Farms and Positive Coaching Alliance were our beneficiaries last year. Their first year. Uh, was College Connections. So we're trying to go for, and this year we have Ohia Productions, Lisa Masumoto, incredible, um, some of her ideas. And so we're trying to help people that are our contemporaries and, and people that don't usually get a lot of funding. So what's the criteria then for these beneficiaries? Do they sign some kind of application? It's all brought to you by word of mouth. How does it work? The first year it was a little bit informal, but now, yeah, we have a whole process that Nate Smith has set up with Kelvin where a lot of us get together, and I attended about half the interviews this year, 
I wish I could have attended all of them. And we, we go through two-day sessions all day, all afternoon, and, and we, we, we basically ask questions and, and get pitches from all these different groups, and that's how, we, that's how we select our recipients. And then it goes to committee, and then you guys vote unanimously, or how does it work? It's, it's a little more entrepreneurial. It's, it's sort of like, okay. you know, uh, Nate's kind of the head of it, and, and we, we, we've charged him with really finding those groups, and we have the interviews. People make their input, and then sort of we let Nate sort of make the ultimate decision, but he... He's he's listening to what we think and 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 what we hear. We just don't think that voting is necessarily the best uh, best way to go. I, I like I like one person always being in charge. So you let him come in and he sells it, and then everyone else kind of you plays need, devil's advocate to him. Yeah, extent. yeah. If if he chooses someone that clearly people don't like, I mean, we'll have an uprising. But everyone was on board with with Ohio. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Feeling fine, we're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites, for bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948 2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Audi sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is BJ Kobayashi, President and CEO of the Kobayashi Group, a boutique real estate development firm. So what makes Ohia special then? Why, why did you folks choose this uh, organization over others? Okay, well, we, we love education. We love kids. And that Ohia directly hits both. Lisa Masamoto and her partner, and I'm forgetting her partner's name. I feel so bad, but Lisa Masamoto um, has got a special. Lisa and her partner basically put this program together where through the Boys and Girls Club, where they and they go to the zoo too, and they hold these plays that teach about water conservation, um, you know, preserving trees, helping the environment, science. These different plays that 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 uh, I guess indirectly teach the kids about that specific topic or or area of of education. And our monies will be going towards that to finance that uh, effort. And it's free of charge to the students, public school students that come and see that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just wonderful what, what Lisa and her partner are doing. So one of the criteria is it has to be a local organization? Yes. Yeah, we want, we definitely, well, you know what, we've never, I don't know if we've ever said that, but obviously we, we're all in Hawaii. We want to benefit, you know, people that are starting these 501c3s in Hawaii mm-hmm. and benefiting Hawaii people. Can you explain a little bit about how the event actually what happens during these events? And like last year, we had a theme party, right? Yeah. Well, every, what's coming up this year? Every year, it's a crazy. This night. Why do people want to come? Right. Okay. People want to come because it's just it's just a lot of fun. Okay. It's not a rubber chicken dinner. It's not silent auction. It's not, 
you know, it's not, it's, it, it's, it's lively. This year, we have this brand new concept, which I thought was great, which I, I'll take credit for as my idea, <laughs> was okay. no lines. We don't want any more lines. So you don't, you don't check in, you don't register with someone, get a sticker or get a, get a pin on your head. You just walk in and you're enjoying the party instantly. You can get a drink or something to eat within 30 seconds of walking this party. How do you make sure people don't just wander in? You know what? This is horrible, but if you want to come and you want to pay, you probably can this year. <laughs> um, but, you know, we don't think people will take advantage of that. Bad karma. Yeah, bad karma. You guys are going to you know, go to hell or whatever. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where we just try and add value different ways. We do this great thing. It's a costume party every year because it's around Halloween. And we do this great thing every year where we give away this trip where you leave that night with your guest or your loved one. And we shuttle you from, from Gift Foundation to the airport, and you get on a plane, you go to Las Vegas. And we provide you money and everything to enjoy yourself in a hotel room and everything. And just that kind of stuff, like just kind of hip, That's new. for the best co- costume? Huh? For the best costume? We did it for best costume. What? We do it for best karaoke performance. We do it for best lip sync. Um, we, and we're going to have to do something special this year, so don't miss it. So No stripping. No stripping. <laughs> what, what are some of the um, success stories from the previous recipients of the Gift Foundation's um, you know, generosity? Do you have any examples for that? You know what? Um, I do. Um, the, the first annual was College Connections. And College Connections, I, I don't know how many people know about College Connections, but what they do is started by um, Kamehameha and Ilani Grad. And what they do is they go around and they help students that ordinarily you know, could go to college. They, they have the skills to go to co- a four-year university or college, but they just, they just didn't get set up right, not planned right, didn't prepare for the SAT properly. And they provide the services to those students to be able to go to f- apply to and get into a four-year university. And what we did uh, our first year out was we provided uh, about $30,000, and we, that was able to help 10, um, no, 11 students actually get the skills and go to the programs and go to the, the classes in order, in order to get into a four-year university. And every single one of them did, which is what reported back to me. So that's a great success from our first year out. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.